I'm Dee. And I'm Alicia. And welcome back to another episode of T.O. Vantarians. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us today. We are so excited to talk to you about... Something wonderful. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Outdoor storage containers that look aesthetically pleasing. And yes. this topic was suggested to us by one of our listeners, Shika. So thank you so much, Shika. Yes, Shika. Thank you for making the recommendation. A lot of people are wondering about this. I've had some people ask me about it. I even had a condo owner. Well, actually, she didn't own it. She was renting it temporarily and wanted to expand. Remember the date? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So before we get to that, girl, you know, I need to know what you're sipping on. Ooh, I am excited. Both of us are having one of the Blissful Blends tea. And the one I'm having is Ginger Breeze. I've had it at least four times since we received them from... Um, Ray, right? At Blissful Blends. Anyway, the ginger breeze is wonderful. It's super spicy. It's got ginger and it's a green rooibos tea and it has red peppercorns in them. Actually, it has red and black, I think, but I love those cute little red peppercorns in there. It's super bold. It has wonderful spice. If you like ginger, you got to try this. Mm, yes. I put a little agave in mine too because the agave gives it just a little bit of sweetness, but it's not like overpowering because this tea is wonderful on its own without the sweetness. Yes, I must say Ray makes some really nice blends. I still haven't cut the mint from my backyard yet, but that's okay because I have blissful mint and it has peppermint leaves, echinacea, orange, apple pieces, lemongrass, and juniper berries. This is such a blissful mix. I know that's cheesy, but it really is a really nice, soothing, comforting mix. And I really, really enjoy it. I love it. You know, I don't like to sweeten my teas. And this one, I definitely felt like I didn't need to sweeten. So, yes. Would you like to try one of today's teas? Go to www.blissfulblends.com backslash shop. That's B-L-I-S-S-F-U-L-B-L-E-N-Z dot com backslash shop. Enter in code blissful teas at checkout to get 15% off site wide today through June 8th. Then be sure to come back next week and listen to our episode when we interview the owner of Blissful Blends. Her story is so amazing. Also, we're doing a giveaway today from Blissful Blends. So head on over to Instagram and follow us at Tea Over Interiors Pod if you're not already following us. Tag three of your friends that you would love to share this giveaway with. And be sure to follow Blissful Blends as well on Instagram and you are entered to the giveaway. We will announce the winner on next week's podcast. So be sure to listen in and reshare this episode with a friend. Very nice. Can't wait. So let's move on to these random nuts. What you got for us today? So Alicia, today is June 1st mm -hmm. and today is a special day. It is actually National Say Something Nice Day. Mm. So back in 2006, Mayor Keith Summey of North Charleston, South Carolina proclaimed that June 1st with Say Something Nice Day in recognition of the communication efforts of specialist Dr. Mitch Carnell, who's the founder of the day. He is also the author of Say Something Nice, 
be a lifter at work. So Alicia and I, we both work together. So Alicia, I just want to say thank you so much for encouraging me to continue this podcast so many times when I wanted to give up. (laughs) I love you. I love you. Thank you for being the you that you are. You are extremely motivating force in, I'm sure, the world, but I can speak from a personal perspective. And so the podcast would not even be if it weren't for you. Dee is like fiercely committed to the podcast. She Don't let her get get it twisted. Don't let her confuse you because she is so committed to this. So thank you for that. I am. Thank you. And I just wanted to say something else nice. To our listeners, we love you so much. Thank you so much for all your support. Thank you for the emails, the text messages. Your words are so kind mm-hmm. and they just continue to motivate me. And I want to read an email that really touched my heart this week. Not that they don't all touch my heart, but this one really caught my eye and I want to share it with everyone. So I received an email one morning. And the subject line said, you're the highlight of my morning. And I was like, what's this? So I clicked on it and it says, Alicia and Dee, I hope you are making it the best morning. As a budding interior designer, I'm seeking ways to evolve my knowledge base and grow my network. And I'm ecstatic to have found T over interiors. I listened to the episode trusting your instinct when it comes to design today. And thank you for your beautiful articulating how I feel about interior design and life. Your energies radiate through your podcast and I love to be surrounded by it. Do you all host events or workshops that bring people like us together? I look forward to hearing from you. Lauren D. Patton. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so touching. (laughs) It is. So I responded to Lauren right away. And thank you so much. She said it was okay for me to read the email. So thank you, Lauren, so much. That was such kind words. And I wanted to make sure that I spoke about it today or say something nice day. And And you know what? We have to let our listeners know when we get a nice event. I don't know if she lives in the Detroit metro area, but I recognized her phone number as a Detroit number because I have a sorority sister who lives in Detroit and family. So if we were to have an event, I guess we'd have to have a virtual event so that all of our listeners from all over the world could participate. I'd like to have an event that would allow everybody to come. I still think there are people who would like to come and traveling may be a little difficult for folks. What do you think, Dave? We should just like host a virtual one soon or would you just rather do the good old fashioned in-person type? So as the podcast grows (laughs) and we get more financial support, then definitely we will start roaming the country and the world, making rounds to meet everyone. But I think we're going to start with a virtual tea party. And I would like to host this virtual tea party in the very near future. I'm thinking maybe sometime in August before everyone gets back to school and things like that. So I'm going to work on the logistics of that and keep everyone in the loop. And if you have suggestions on topics you want us to talk about, because it's going to be a tea party, but we're also going to answer some questions and, you know, just kind of mingle, but we're going to do it over Zoom, of course. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Continue to send us those emails and text messages. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. And I will be reading more as time goes on on our podcast still. So let's dive right into our topic. Yes. So, Alicia, many people have different uses for their backyard spaces. You know, recently I just designed a backyard space that had three different level decks and it turned out beautifully. Okay. Their storage that we used was specially made for them. But if you want to purchase something, then I've created like a little mm, shop that Alicia and I approve of these products. And you can shop them if you want to support us on our website, teoventerias.com. People always ask, how can we support you guys? So this is one of the ways. And so you can check those out. There's going to be backyard storage decks, sideboards, all those kind of things. But if you are into DIY and let's say you're a gardener, then I have some suggestions for you there. Alicia is not totally into DIY, guys. So I'm just going to give you some quick suggestions. If you are into DIY or if you want to transform something that you may find at like a secondhand shop or that you may find at a yard sale, one thing to keep your eye out for that you could use in your backyard would be a metal working table so let's say you find a nice metal table and it has wheels on it that would be great if not you can add wheels to it you can paint it a really cool color by using some rust-oleum you know you can paint it whatever color you want and transform it and use it to place your utensils while you're working in the backyard what do you think about that alicia i love it i gotta you know clarify something it's not that i am not into diy i've had my diy season And I'm just not in the DIY season of life right now. I don't think everything has to be purchased. I am very much so into upcycling and recycling. So some of the things that we have, people of my generation, we have a lot of products and items in our house. I always like to say that my things have things. So sometimes it's just a matter of repurposing something. I have turned things on their side. I've reorganized shelving units. I have taken apart different items in my house and used them in a different way. So that might fall under the umbrella of DIY. But when it comes to outdoor storage, I have taken old indoor storage items and used them outdoors. Now, sometimes they have to come in, but if they're made of teak wood, they can stay outside all year. Also, very important distinction because we live in the Northeast, but there are people who live in the South who who live in, you know, warm weather climate like Florida. They don't have to worry about things like that as much as we do up here because we have ice and we have snow and the weight of the ice and snow, not to mention how badly it can beat up all different materials, you know. So it kind of depends where you live. But I do believe in upcycling or recycling. I like a higher end look and a higher end product. So I think I've said about 6,000 times on this podcast to find your Habitat for Humanity the restore in your community because they are a wealth of amazing stuff because they get corporate sponsors. I see a lot of Pottery Barn, Restoration Hardware, and West Elm. I have a beautiful outdoor seating 
that came from there and some pieces were missing from the sectional. I just reconfigured it and no one is none the wiser because it actually looks like it was made that way. But this way I was able to afford a $4,000 seating unit for 500 bucks. So I'm not saying that I'm not a DIYer. I guess maybe some of that falls under the DIY umbrella, but I just don't want to get out there with the hammer and the saw and the spray can. I'm just past that stage, I guess. I'm a little over it. I've done a lot of that, Dave, but just not there now. Yeah, definitely understand. So when we talk about aesthetically pleasing items, it's really what's up to your standards, right? Like for me, I don't like a lot of obvious storage, especially to the backyard, because depending on the size of your backyard, let's say you have a smaller patio or a smaller space, you want things to be multifunctional. So if you have to have some storage and you want to use like a bench, let's say you want to use a bench or something and you want to store items in there, then, you know, you can have the bench can open so that you can store things inside neatly away and no one's the wiser. Now, what do you mean a bench? Like a trunk? Yeah. If you use like an outdoor trunk, some of them look like seating surfaces, which is cool. You can also use, I saw something that I thought was interesting cinder blocks you can like that that. you can use the openings for your items not sure about that because i think about bugs a lot and spiders they like those hidey holes yeah so not so sure about that right nice idea (laughs) maybe Mm. if you like turn them upside you know where the opening is at the top and the bottom and you stack them like that and close them in some kind of way but then you really can't multi-purpose access it Yeah. So I'm thinking sometimes in certain yards, you may have to have something built by a carpenter that fits the aesthetic of your backyard and can function for your needs. So like I said, if you're a gardener, then you're going to need a lot of times some kind of moving cart, right, Alicia? Mm -hmm. Or maybe some type of stationary piece. Like you said, you could find pieces that you might use inside and use them outside. But when you are using wood from inside and you want to bring it outside, there are things you could put on the wood to like proof it mm-hmm. and so that it can stay outside during those summer months. Well, they have pressure treated wood that they could use if they wanted to buy that. That's made for outdoor use. That too. One thing that is in my backyard, actually, it's a table and it has a tablecloth that covers it all the way down to the bottom. An outdoor cloth, of course. And then on the top, there's extra leftover granite and it's an outdoor serving table. So we use it as outdoor serving when we're in the backyard. So there's so many different things you can do to make things look more aesthetically pleasing, you know, by using outdoor fabrics to cover up things that may not look so pretty, you know, that you might have. So what kind of table is that? What's the table made of? Is it like a folding table? No, it's a metal table. It's like an old metal table. It used to be an outdoor table? It was not. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know where it came from. It's kind of just like back there and like I put some stuff together (laughs) it's just like it was just like this heavy table I couldn't move it so it had to Mm -hmm. stay it was so I tried to cover it up to make it use it to serve on yeah we use it to serve on so it's usually next to the grill where we bring the grill out I love it you could do things like that you know there's beautiful garden stools 
that you could probably put two of them together, find a top. I mean, there's just so many things that you can do with items in the store that already look nice, that are meant for outside, and you could kind of like put them together and create your own storage, especially if you have a small space. You want it yeah. to be multi-purpose and you want it to look good, right? Yeah. So since I'm a gardener, I really like the idea of having my garden supplies in a shed or somewhere outside accessible to where I'm going to be gardening. Right now, I do have a shed and I do have a space behind the shed. Thinking more creatively about how you are going to use your outdoor space is going to inform your decision on what type of storage container, if I can use that word, is best for your space. Because I still like the open shelf look, but because I'm not dragging all that stuff or I don't want to have to drag it all in at the end of the season, I think it's better if it can close up and be airtight. This way it'll allow for, you know, longevity of the piece and longevity of your ability to to enjoy it so that it's you're not every season thinking or every spring or every summer thinking about new ways to store your items that you use. If you're an avid gardener, you need your tools. I mean, the shed that I have out there is best because I can put like the, the taller item, you know, or the bigger item. But I'm still thinking about something like this that will enable me to put pots in and small pieces, pieces that I use very often when I'm in the garden. That's why I was thinking if you could find yourself a metal work table that may have mm-hmm. wheels or you can add wheels to it because mm-hmm. then you could pull that out your shed during the season. Mm-hmm. And you could use that as your work surface to repot. And so it's like a little island. It's like an yeah. island on casters. Exactly. The next thing we should talk about is the people that use their backyards for entertainment. That's me. So let's talk about some of the things you could do. I have ottomans or tables. They're low tables in front of my sectional. I don't have storage in them, but I can see how having storage in them could be helpful. So whether you're DIYing it or if you are going to purchase something, I think being mindful about the fact that you may need to put things away. Like the other day, I knew rain was coming, so I had to hurry up and go out and take all of my cushions off of the sofas. But they are outdoor umbrella fabrics, but still, you don't want them to get saturated. So if you have the ability to store some of your cushions or pillows or accessory items, When you know that you're going to get a good dousing of rain, then that would be a nice ottoman or something to put those items into quickly so that you're not dragging them across from the patio to the shed or to the garage. The idea of your table is very intriguing to me. I just did a big event at my house and I had the tent and all that kind of stuff. But if you want to be able to serve, I served on two different locations on my patio. One was for the buffet station for the caterer and the other section I did was a dessert station. And it was a long table, but I use folding tables for that. And I just skirt them or put some nice white tablecloths on them. And you know, they have those tablecloths that are stretchy. They're kind of like a fitted sheet for your table. And I love those. I've made those before. Another thing is that you were saying that you have ottomans and coffee tables and things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So, If you're looking for the DIY route, Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I saw that you could do is you could take 
two slabs of treated wood, put wheels on the one piece of wood, use that as the bottom, and then you could put storage tubs or a storage tub on the top of that wood, and then you could put another piece of the treated wood on top as your cover, and whenever you need to get inside those tubs, you just lift up the top. I mean, I don't know how manageable that can be, but that's just one thing that I saw. That's why it's kind of hard to do some of these DIY things because you could build something that you could put hinges on. I would prefer you do the whole thing out of treated wood. So that way you could put hinges on the, the top so you can open it easier. You're not lifting this piece of wood and moving it around. But another thing would be to buy yourself an outdoor bar cart. Alicia, I'm surprised you don't have a bar cart for the outside. They do make them. You could also make one for yourself by using an indoor metal bar cart and using that for outside. So, and you could repaint it. You could use Rust-Oleum paint, especially if you're going to use it outside. You may want to repaint it so that way you don't have to worry about the rust because that is not cute. Another thing for aesthetically pleasing outdoor items for the entertainer would be using shelving units for your bar. So maybe you put a couple inexpensive shelving units together and again, you can paint them as long as the material is like maybe plastic or metal. Metal, I think, is best for outdoors. I like it more because even if it does get that patina, it, it really wears nice and heavy. You don't have to really worry about like rain and stuff like that. But you may want to make sure that it can move on wheels somehow. Yeah, I like stuff I don't have to bring in. You have to build your backyard so that way you're not moving things around. And that's why I like metal a lot in heavier pieces. But making sure that wherever you put them, they're going to work for your needs. It just takes a little creativity and it takes you watching yourself or observing yourself how you use your backyard. So that way you can set it up the way it needs to be and the way it will work for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I'm developing my yard over time. You know, I'm not in a hurry. The patio just came, what, two years ago? It takes time to build anything. It takes time unless you're loaded with money. <laughs> That's different. But that wouldn't be my case, though. I think over time, you know, every listener will come to terms. I want people to relax, lean into the process of design. I've never been an overnight designer where you just walk into the space and the whole thing is done because you don't live like that. That's not the way life is. It evolves and you change over time with the things that are important to you. So I think it's much more gratifying as well when you take your time and it evolves, don't you? Well, actually, I was trained to take my time, of course, use the most important pieces first. Like, let's say you're doing a bedroom. You want to make sure you have your bed. (laughs) You want to make sure that you have your storage for your clothing, maybe a dresser. And then You can add pieces later on as long as you have a place for your essentials. You can add those finishing touches later on. A lot of times that requires a large budget to finish a room all in one shot. And a lot of people realize they don't have it. You know, I've had a lot of people start projects and not able to finish them because they just didn't understand when I was helping them to budget that they would need so much that they realized they had to do it in stages. Yeah. So, yes, be easy. Yes. And 
If you need help, you know, Alicia and I are always available for consultations over Zoom. We're happy to talk to you. Just send us an email and we'll send you a calendar invite and you can choose a day to talk with us for a small fee. But, you know, we can help you get started at least on your project. What do you think of that, Alicia? I love that. And I want people, I love the fact that you said be easy because that's one of my, it's not a mantra, but I do say it to myself on a very regular basis because I can be super driven and, uh, and I understand our listeners probably have a desire to pull their spaces together because sometimes it's destination driven, meaning, you know, they've got an event or they want to do something or they want to have it done by a certain time. But to your point about people reaching out to us, I also want them to be easy about that. Don't be consumed with the cost. You'd be surprised. I'm not saying that hiring a designer is an inexpensive thing. What I'm saying is you're just looking for a consultation, right? You're not asking us to come in and do it. Yeah. If you are, that's fine too. That's a whole nother discussion. But I want people to be easy and give themselves some grace because you go to get your hair done, right? Or nails. It's a service. So think of it as a service. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. It is a service and it's usually a very helpful service because you don't know how many times people have a quick conversation with me (laughs) with a question that they have and they're just so enlightened after and they're like, ah, now I know what I can do. You know, Absolutely. That's Absolutely. all people need. Or they can say, now I know what I don't need to do. Because right. Exactly. Me, Haven't know? we had those conversations? We've gone out to console someone and by the time we left there, they were looking kind of, they kind of looking like, oh, I know the look because I've seen it. You know me, I'll say, all right. So let's take a breath. What are you thinking right now? Are you overwhelmed? <laughs> is that a lot? And they'll just say, yeah, I really need to digest all of this. I had no idea. Well, that whatever money you spent for that hour with me or you or both of us was worth every dime because you didn't go pull a trigger on a project that you have no capacity to finish. Right? Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening today. We love you, love you, love you. We're sending so many kisses and hugs to you guys so much. (laughs) And please remember, if you're on Spotify, I know it's only 14% of you, but go ahead and make sure that when you click on the name of the show, you see where it says rating and click that five star for us. We would be so happy. If you're on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review and a rating. I know most of you listen on Apple. So just make sure you go ahead and give us those ratings. We appreciate it. <laughs> Love you. See you next Love week. Love you guys. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. Don't forget, we're doing that giveaway. So make sure you are participating in it so you can get yourself some of this blissful blend, y'all. <laughs>